0: Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Bojack Horseman, which we're getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen and today I'm joined by Michelle Ander. Hello. Sam Quattro. Hi. And Alex Bonilla. Hola. Uh, welcome to our Season 5 Bojack Horseman coverage. Uh, we're, t- we're very excited to be getting into this new season of Bojack, which dropped yesterday on Netflix. And, uh, this is our season five as a whole recap. If you, we previously covered season four last year on the Overly Animated podcast, find us at overlyanimated.com on iTunes, overlyanimated.com slash iTunes. You can also search for our Bojack specific feed or we're also on YouTube if you want to subscribe there at youtube.com slash overly animated. And we're going to be doing things a little bit differently this year. So. Um, maybe don't skip the intro this time so you can understand what what's happening. Um, <laughs> do people usually skip the intro? I'm yeah, under the know. impression that they do because it's the same thing. It's, but it's only a minute. This so is a fun. Netflix where there's just a skip. Oh, yeah. Intro yeah should we have a skip it's intro true. button for the podcast? But no, yeah. So, um, this is, we're talking about the season. We've already binged the season. Um, and I'm encouraging, we'll have other people on the podcast as well. And I, I've encouraged them to binge the season. And we're going to be talking about the show from the perspective of having seen the, the entire season already. Last year we watched and We podcasted as we watched and went through the episodes one by one or two by two Um, this season. And that's 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 previously how we've done Netflix really podcasting on Netflix dumps is very hard and I don't know what the right answer is. We're trying something new this time. Um, We're going to be giving you the entire season five recap here. Just our broad thoughts on the season as a whole. And then we're going to go back through. The season, uh, in chunks of one to three episodes, having seen it already, we'll have an initial non-spoiler section briefly, much like this podcast. We'll have an initial non-spoiler section, but then we'll talk about it, uh, knowing that we've seen it already and we can say like, Oh, this was foreshadowing this. So like, rather than speculating about what's to come, it'll be more like, Oh, this is, this is, this was, uh, this was foreshadowing <laughs> as opposed to like, this might be foreshadowing. So, um, it's kind of a different perspective on, uh, viewing the season and talking about it. And the reason for that is because I think that most of you guys uh, listening probably have seen the season already when you're listening to our podcast. I know there's probably a few of you that do try to listen along with us and uh, and watch and listen, uh, watch, the pod- watch that shows and, po- and listen to podcasts along uh, while you're watching. Um, and I'm sorry that well, we won't be doing that again this year. Um, maybe we'll go back to that. I don't know. We're going to try this. Um, so yeah, this, this, today's podcast, um, we've seen the entire season. If you have not seen it yet, we will start with the non-spoiler section very briefly. But then when I say spoilers are starting, uh, make sure you've seen it and stop listening and go binge it, then come back and listen to this. Okay. Good on the same page here. Um, sorry if that's confusing, but yeah, uh, Netflix release is very difficult to podcast on, write recaps on. Um, I know AV Club like uh, dumped all their uh, individual episode recaps on uh, Friday. Like, uh, no one knows what to do with this stuff, so we're all we're all still trying to figure out. Even though Netflix has been around for a while. Um, Okay, so getting into season five here, we're in non-spoiler territory, so we can just keep things brief and vague. But uh, as as a whole, Michelle, um, what did you think of Mm -hmm. season five and your binge of season five of BoJack?
1: Oh, man, I've been thinking about this for, I don't know, like a day. Not not
0: that long. It came out (laughs) yesterday.
1: Not that long. It's pretty pretty fresh. I think uh, my objective takeaway from the season is that. I like it more than season four for sure, and I know, like, just broadly because we're not getting spoilers yet. I know like both seasons have had you know really standout episodes have tackled very very complicated but interesting important things. But I think like I I am more satisfied with the progression of character arcs in this season in particular, um, way more. Than maybe even the past three seasons, and for that reason, like I, I I just I have a, a, not a fonder perspective because this is a this is a hard show to watch, um. But I I I feel like better with this season and, and where it takes people and and what the goal of this season seems to be versus last season. I feel like more progress in certain areas is being made in a way that I enjoy personally, so I I like it. I think it's going in a good direction, and it makes me more excited for season six than I think I would be if it was super similar to, say, season four or season three, even.
0: Okay. Very interesting. So, Michelle, high, high on season five here. Nice. Uh, Sam, broadly, what did you think of season five?
2: Uh, I loved it. I think it's my favorite season of the show wow. thus far. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> I know. Very high praise, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I don't know. For me... While the plot wasn't as tight as season four I think it was probably the best character season we've gotten Mm -hmm. Um, not just in terms of Bojack but in terms of like Diane Todd, Mr. Peanut Butter Princess Carolyn etc and there were moments where it just like worked so well and it didn't drag at all and given the nature of how Bojack is the show um it could, there are like episodes in a season that will like miss but you now this season was completely like hit 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 except for one episode which we'll talk about <laughs> but um yeah it, it worked really well for me i loved it uh can't wait to see where we're gonna go from here
0: great wow high praise so far alex uh will you follow suit uh with your thoughts on season five not exactly
3: oh wow okay no
1: no i want to hear this (laughs) well i
3: agree with sam's sentiment that there are moments in this season that are just as heart-wrenching as moments that we've had in previous seasons but i also think that this uh, this season fails to reach the highs that we've gotten in previous seasons and that's kind of like what sticks out to me like what are like the best episodes of bojack horseman and like in each season i feel like there are always like two two candidates but here there's like only one that really sticks out to me. It's like something that you can definitively put as a top 10 episode and the rest, it kind of feels meandering. I think say I mentioned that it doesn't feel as tight as previous seasons. And I think I agree with that as well. So Bo- both Bojack Horseman is still a quality show. And like, the, even an average season for this show is must-watch television. But at the same time, like I, I think that seasons three and four were were better than this season. And I do, I, this season made me start to agree with what I think is a growing sentiment that we are kind of reaching the end of the show. And I think I'm happy with the path that we're taking, of like this easing us into an eventual like series
0: finale for all the characters based on what they did with the characters in this season in particular. Interesting. Yeah. Um, We will, we'll see on any news of Bojack potentially ending as of now, definitely nothing. Um, But uh, okay. So, Alex uh slightly lower on that. I guess I'm I'm more on the Alex side here. But first of all, uh this this is uh BoJack Season 5 is incredible. It's this BoJack Horseman is one of the best shows in all of television and this season absolutely lives up to um the show. So this is just um some of the best television we've gotten all year and getting it all in one day is um just like as jarring as ever. Um I think that the the pros are that this is the most consistent season of BoJack Horseman. Um, ever season three, maybe, but, um, I, there was a lot less episodes that I, um, took not that much away from. Like, there's something I think in almost every episode this season that I really enjoyed. Um, a lot more Mm -hmm. consistent. Another thing is that, uh, the season is a lot more experimental with its narrative structures than any previous season of Bojack, which I love. Um, per, I've, I've, you listen to previous Bojack podcasts. I am less high on the quote unquote sitcommy aspects of the show, the traditional ABC um, narrative structure that uh, most typically most of the episodes fall into of the show, and more the slapsticky elements. But um, this season, only half of the episodes really even have like an ABC structure. Uh, the other half are in- experimental in some really interesting way. Um, in the middle of the season, you just have episode after episode that's um, re- that has really interesting narrative structures, and I was absolutely loving it. Um, and, uh, like for, for those reasons, I, I love, I love the, the season. Um, but on the other hand, I think that I took less away from the overall, uh, kind of themes, um, of the season. They didn't seem as strong to me. It didn't seem as necessarily powerful at the end. Um, you could argue this, this season is the worst episode 11 of the show, which is a big deal. Um, so, uh, I think, I think all those things um probably make it for me you know the third best behind three and four but still uh, uh absolutely fantastic season of television and great season of bojack okay so um let's i know uh we are holding back a little bit so let's get into bit bit go binge the season come back come back when you've seen it and let's get into spoiler thoughts for all of season five so episodes one to twelve spoilers please get out now if you have not seen the entirety of the season Okay.
1: Get out get now. Out. Please,
0: yes. Uh, don't don't spoil yourself for this. Okay. So um anything anyone wanted to bring up that they uh that they didn't want to get that they couldn't get into just a minute ago? Um like uh Alex, you mentioned how about this? Alex, you mentioned um only maybe one top ten episode. That's that's uh, I guess a strong statement. and is it episode six? Uh, is assuming. that is that the free churro? Free, yeah, free
3: churro. Yeah. Then, then yes, I, I, I connected disagree. very yeah. very much with that episode. I think it's. It's uh, amazing that this show manages to have like just one person talking for the entire episode and I managed to stay entranced with what he's saying the, the whole time like you can feel the the emotions welling up through, throughout the episode to the the climax of, like you you were supposed to be there for me and like all that but still sprinkling in like the class the classic dry comedy that Will Arnett and BoJack Horseman are uh, provide throughout the show like it, ne- it never gets to the point where it's overbearing in its emotion but like it hits its moments per perfectly and uh, I it's it's also just like a a perfect culmination of the whole Beatrice plotline that we had been going through season four and like him finally having the opportunity to like say fuck fuck you but like not really doing it that directly but more like just for like it's a self-reflection that maybe bojack we don't see as much as we'd like from him but in this moment it it just feels so great to see him work through his emotions on screen even if it is and just like talking directly at us without anything distracting any of the goofy hijinks of other episodes like it's it's a focused episode and something that i I was just impressed by during this watch and comparing it to other episodes later in this in the season, it that that's what impresses me the most. It's focused. Whereas a lot of these other episodes feel like they the, they have themes that are kind of muddled. They get distracted by the side stories. But so Free Churro is the episode that stands out to me.
0: Nice. Um, Michelle, how about just broadly, not even necessarily a specific episode, but what are some of the strongest episodes, characters, arcs for you that stand out looking back on season five?
1: I mean, I kind of agree. I think Sam... Was the one who also said that uh, in terms of this being a very good character season, I'd have to agree because, like, I I forgot how important it is for Diane to have, it, have like an arc at all because she's kind of been in the background for so long, or even Mister Peanut Butter, and certainly Princess Carolyn. And there were moments for each of them to kind of take stock of where they are and what they're doing wrong and what could be better, or at least like seeing problems that have been cycling every season more or less and, and seeing it for what it is like the what the problem is and, and reflecting on it in a way that s- seems to imply they may try to change something and do better in the future which i think it, we all like want bojack to do better but everyone's got their own stuff and it's it's as important for them to deal with it as it is for him to deal with his stuff, and that's just that's been like a nice thing to come out of like every so often, an episode we will tackle one of these characters, with the exception of maybe Todd, but we'll get to Todd and his interesting <laughs> B plots later.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Sam, you said you agreed with Michelle on the the character aspect. Do you think that yeah. a, that's a, across the board? Everyone had a strong character season.
2: I think so. Yeah. Um, again, maybe Todd's was a little bit more wacky than I personally would have liked. But, uh, everybody had such a great season in terms of, like, you know, arc. Especially Diane. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like this season was a great Diane season. Because when was the last time Diane had, like, a plot? Maybe, like, season two? Yeah. So... I thought it was great, you know, especially the dog days are over, which is like, you know, the Diane episode where she goes to Vietnam uh, and tries to, you know, kind of find herself in the midst of her divorce with Mr. Peanut butter and moving out of her house and just like trying to figure out where her life is going. I thought that was an amazing episode.
0: Nice. Yeah. Um, I, I, it, it, but Diane's interesting, guys. I'm gonna need you guys to, to, we'll, we'll get, we'll get to her, but i am not even sure i to be able to summarize Diane's arc this season in a sentence, so I'll get, I'll get, uh, Michelle and Sam's thoughts on that later. I, I think, um, Todd and Mr. Peanut Butter, I think it's their best season, season five. I think that's like clear in my head um like i think this season like really called out mr peanut butter on his shit and mm, uh, yes. i loved it and i was living for that and then todd i think was awesome this season his he had the best kind of todd zany hijinks or uh, like it's still todd so if you are tepid on Todd, then you're still going to be kind of tepid. Like, but the uh, the se- the sex robot, I think, was the best Todd gag, <laughs> season long gag in the show's history. Maybe not the, maybe not the, I don't know the uh, Halloween store. I remember that's a, that's a long time ago. That was really good. Um, but uh, this is, I think, stronger than like Clown Dennis or anything. Um, yeah, it,
1: it was yeah, more resta- it was more yeah. restrained, which I think was in his favor for the B plots.
0: Yeah, and then also a lot of uh, Todd's uh, arc this season focused on him being asexual, and I thought that was
1: mm-hmm.
0: wonderfully handled and. Uh, some incredible um episodes about that this season so i i, I, re- I really enjoy. like this is definitely the most i've liked todd all show by a lot um and the least i've liked mr peanut butter which is good because i don't think you're supposed to like uh, everyone on the show obviously <laughs> um Di- diana I, I don't know what to think of diane so i'll be interested to see you guys' takes on this um princess carolyn what do we think of her arc this season she gets the baby in the end um, I, w- I will just point out that the Amelia Earhart story episode is also great just because we
3: get that yeah. ba- we, we're going back and forth between her, her history, like seeing how she became the person that she is today. Like also going to today, like her, like she can't turn off the Hollywoodness of her, like try, going into the hard cell, like even in this something as, uh, as sensitive as getting a baby. But like just that back and forth, like really does wonders for like how, how much we know Princess Carolyn's character and just how, how much that, like that episode fits perfectly with everything we've learned about her thus far. And it just ends up being a, like a, a great presentation of
0: Princess Carolyn in her fullness. Yeah, it might even be the best uh, Princess Carolyn season just on episode five alone because it's so strong. Um, Bojack's arc. So my primary qualms about the season, I think, are going to come down to Bojack's arc here. Um, because while I thought that it was very strong and uh, there's a lot of um, really interesting things we have to say about Bojack and characters like Bojack this season, um, I'm not mm-hmm. entirely sure what we did with him at the end of the show. Um, it seems a lot less deep, I guess, than previous things we've done with Bojack. And I think episode 11 in particular, I want to hone in on here because, um, you know, Bojack, uh, Bojack's like ultimate, like terrible thing. Like what, what terrible thing is Bojack going to do this season? Like he's like strangles Gina, um, in a, uh, overdose, overdose, drug induced, uh, state. Um, and I think that's kind of it. Like there's, um, you know, he doesn't remember it. Um, he goes and he goes into rehab at the end. I don't know. Like that seems a little conventional for me. I mean, I don't know if that sounds stupid, but you're not, you're not,
1: I mean, you're not wrong, but I think that's why I like this season because I think Bojack is a show has kind of, we we We've come to expect that something really dramatic and really terrible is going to happen, and we kind of we kind of wait for that each season to see what the new thing's going to be, right? The next big thing. And I think in a way, the more kind of monotony of how he's bad in a low key way is is nice this season because it's more true to what actual people are like on a daily basis that that get into these cycles of just doing really destructive things even if they want to get better and choosing not to get better or feeling like it's out of their control like it is kind of boring in a way but it's still very damaging and harmful and I like that they kind of shook it up and let it be a little more monotonous because otherwise it was going to get way too predictable
0: that's interesting. Yeah, I think boring's um, an interesting word here because I, I it, it it felt yeah felt pedestrian, felt a little for for this character who's kind of so over the top at times. Um, it mm-hmm. felt a little a little boring for BoJack. Alex.
3: Well, uh, an- another thread that was in this season was that we're being reminded of BoJack's occurrences in New Mexico with with Penny, right? Like that's a thing that keeps coming up over and over again, down to the very end, where he wants to come clean with it, and Diane like convinces him maybe not. You're not doing it for the right reason, theoretically, I I think that's what that ending was, but like it just that part also is intertwined with the whole Bojack trying to convince himself that he can dig himself out of these things on his own and eventually finally coming to the realization that, okay, he needs to accept help from external sources. So in that sense, it's a, it's a little different, but at the same time, I think that we, especially in episode 11, like you have that ending of him, like in the drug induced haze, like going up to heaven, but just seeing himself. Like interpreting that as like okay, well it's it, you, it's your problems you you can't be blaming other people, but that's a thing that we've already covered in previous seasons. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that in that sense, like the episode eleven being one of the the, the weakest episode eleven pr- is probably the biggest part of why the BoJack arc doesn't feel like it concludes uh, as per as. Uh, um, as satisfyingly as it has in previous seasons, because it doesn't feel like uh, we learned more about Bojack. But at the very least, we are getting a different action from Bojack in terms of like, okay, he's finally taking himself to rehab. That's a, a big thing. And uh, you you wonder like at the season six, is it that it actually helps him in some way? Do we open with him just having left rehab and him relapsing? Like what what are the possibilities from there? But uh, yeah, so like uh, Bo- Bojack, I think the issue is that w- in previous seasons, we keep learning more about why he is the way he is. But this season, it's it feels like we're finally taking a step toward like actually improving on him as opposed to just learning more about why he is the way he is.
1: Exactly. Like that kind of, that kind of angle had to give at some point because this is the fifth season now and we've been thinking about why did like we've learned so much more about his backstory and and his coping mechanisms and how they fail but you unless you change that it's gonna get old and it's not gonna be very engaging to watch and it's like he was saying it's gonna be like beating a dead horse so something had to change for it to feel satisfying and i'm really glad that this is the direction they chose for that reason he's like whether he succeeds or not the fact that he's actively for you know, the first time in a long time making a decision to do something that he believes will help that, you know, maybe it's conventional, but like for Bojack, this is like, so leaps and bounds than where he was seasons ago. So to me, that feels that's like, that feels really good to see him in that place right now, regardless of whatever happens in season six.
0: Uh, yeah, that, that's an interesting take that this is maybe like a turning point for BoJack. Like um, we've seen uh, all, all, all why he's shitty um, across the last four seasons and the seasons about um, like him trying to turn the corner. That being said, he, he like strangles someone at the end of the second to last yeah. episode. Yeah, no, that's t-
1: messed up.
0: Like, th- like maybe this is like his ultimate low point, like his his, his ultimate breakdown, and then um, like he is he decides to try to Im- improve on himself at the end. Um. Yeah. That's that that's an interesting. But I, I have to admit something. I I don't know what the fuck the balloon means. I don't, I don't know
1: what it means either. When Alex well, said he... it, I was like, "Whoa!" What yeah, Alex yeah, had an interpretation, I, I, I which like, I thought
0: was interesting.
1: Yeah, it's a I metaphor think that's for his the fame or whatever.
0: His fame. Okay, and Alex said yeah. it's like uh, him realizing the problem is himself. Yeah.
3: I, like that's Maybe. a theme that we've seen in the show before. So like that's the only thing I can really connect it to. Like he's just staring at himself and there's nothing else around to distract
0: him. So Yeah, like, but but was at least was I not the only one that like wasn't uh nearly completely sure what was happening with the with the balloon the entire time.
1: No, I don't right. know either. I had no idea. I just like know about
0: that yeah, I, 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 I don't I don't I don't like that because that's the end of that's the climactic end of the, of the episode. I, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of time spent on something that was really not there wasn't a big attempt to make it thematically clear what it was. And
3: also the rest of episode 11, like it's using the same trick that other episode 11s have done of like is reality blurring and like so you can't really tell what's real and what's not like other episodes yeah. have done that but they've done it to like uh, to, they use the surrealism to like reflect other things deep in Bojack's psyche. Whereas here in this episode, it's, only done, to, yeah, it's only done to represent him being high and like hi, him not knowing like when he's doing something in his head and when he's not, when he's doing something in real life, but he never does something so over the top that it actually reveals anything new about him. So, I, the, so then when it culminates in that ending, you're like, where did that come from? Because the, the,
0: other 20 minutes of the episode didn't really do much to prepare you for something like that. That's interesting. Sam. uh, Yeah. Episode 11. What was your reaction to it?
1: I liked it. Oh, how come? (laughs) Tell us why. I I don't know. It it was
2: very hashtag relatable for me. Um, I'd never choked anybody, by the way, just (laughs) so we're all clear on that. (laughs) I've never, i would never done any physical violence towards another person, but in terms of, Having that paranoia where it kind of makes your life intersect in weird ways, like your work life and your personal life, and you're not sure like what's really going on, that was really something I saw, and I was like, hashtag me, because that's something I felt in the past. Um, but yeah, I thought it was... Like, for me, it was good. It worked, because that was something I could relate to, and I could look at it and I could say, hey, I know what that feels like. I know, like, you know, I can feel this more than I can feel, like, a drug binge or, like, a dementia thing. Yeah. Um, it was something that, you know, was... At the, while it was like played for comedic effect for most of the episode and like oh we don't know what's going on is it filbert is it bojack ah <laughs> it, it like it's like it was just something that was real and something that you know while in real life it kind of goes understated and maybe you know we're not all tv stars and we're not all acting <laughs> for our jobs um but it was something that was just you know a th- a part of people's lives and with the mu- with the musical number at the end it was kind of phoning it in a little bit but i have to admit that kind of made me also feel like whoa hashtag me because it was like oh yeah just sell your sadness for profit and then it'll be okay like who hasn't <laughs> felt that way in this day and age really
1: yeah I think that's I think, a good point yeah I think that
0: uh that for me 11 is still one of the best episodes of the season um and I think that musical number specifically is the strongest point like I think that that's like the closest it, it 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 it's getting to achieving the the highs of the previous episodes 11 11s and I, I think the AV club really loved that episode maybe called it the best of the seasons so there's a lot of people still really digging that one um but I did just the comparison to time zero that's too much man escape from LA and downer ending are the previous ones so that's uh that's that's really tough to live up to that's like a story history there um but uh, uh, there are other parts of bojack's arc that i think are like clearly excellent this season um sam mentioned the uh the blending reality of him on the filbert set to his own life and that's something that's built up throughout the entire season that culminates in that episode and i think that's like done excellently and it's very clear in that episode what's happening um, I think the uh, Bojack's uh, pills pill addiction is um, I thought that was also really excellently done. There's a lot of great build up to that um, in a, to uh, episode nine or ten um, when uh, Holly Ock figures that out, because I think it's not clear to the audience that that's what's happening at first and then it gets revealed and then it is clear. Um, and that's as you know, it starts with the injury that's set up earlier in the season. I think that's excellent. Um, you have the thing of commenting on uh, Bojack, like you're com- there's a lot of commentary on the character of Bojack uh, from him in the context of the main character of Filbert, and like this commentary of like uh people are gonna try to emulate Filbert and uh not see him as like you're supposed to not like him, uh and this is also commentary on Bojack in the show.
2: It was and, very and, meta. Yeah, yeah. This, meta. Th-
0: this season did feel like it was leaning on that a bit too much, m- more than other seasons, at least. I think I think definitely
2: was, I tried tried to comment it. on it specifically
0: here. Yeah. We uh, hadn't in the past. Um, I don't know
2: that that aspect like has really got me thinking because <laughs> unfortunately I do relate to BoJack more often than not, but I'm not like you know a cis white dude in the eighteen to forty nine age demographic, so I'm not sure <laughs> if that message is for me, if it's for just them, it's for everybody. But it's something to chew on. It's like you know a self evaluation happening there.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think Bojack with Gina is another strong aspect of the season. Um, there's just uh, their, their relationship throughout and how it uh, terribly culminates and the fallout of that. I think all that's really excellently done. There's probably been more I like throughout. Gina
1: more than I have because it seems like every season Boch has like somebody who's his main squeeze and then it doesn't work out because he's a horrible person. And that just like keeps being a cycle, but like her more than anyone in that position has actually come out of this with the career. I mean, she did get strangled, which is not good, but like she, she has the potential to go places like this. Didn't totally destroy her and make her life worse the way it has some of his past girlfriends and seasons. And I like that. Even though it did kind of like, oh, here's the season five girlfriend he has. Okay. Like, that's what I went into it thinking. I mean, like, oh, no. What's going to happen? I think I know. Like, she's actually going to come out of it kind of better. And that's uh, that's something.
3: Uh, but by the end, I, I, I noticed, like, is it? does it feel weird to anyone else that it's finally when Bojack does something to a love interest that he finally takes actions towards bettering mm. himself? I haven't like, thought about that. Because like with Sarah, even Sarah Lynn, like you would think that that's a more important person in your life. Like that, that should have moved you. I think that the doctor made a comment to that effect at some point this season, but no, it's the female love interest choking her. Like that's, that's what makes you come to like, okay, yeah, now I have a problem. Like, I don't know. That that little detail feels a little weird to
1: me. I feel like it's annoying that that was maybe the final straw that really propelled him to make that big shift. But I do think this season as a whole was trying to, to plant him like thinking about what he's doing and how it's affecting others. Like, because Cyan confronted him episodes before that happened to be like, I know some things about New Mexico. Like, this is literally how messed up your dynamic is, and like all that stuff. So, I don't think it was like the only thing. But yeah, you would think he would have attempted to. It's weird that this was the culminating factor for sure. But I don't think it's the only thing that led him to decide to go to rehab in the whole season.
0: Yeah, back back to the 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 strangling thing here. I'm I'm still not sure like how we're supposed to react to that because the 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 show like takes away his agency by having him not remember it. Um, and it like, clearly it's his fault for ODing and putting himself in that situation, but comparing it to the previous terrible things he's, did, he's done with the end of season two and the end of season three, like I'm already as mo- mad as Bojack, as, as mad at Bojack as I possibly could be from those two, like basically as, as horrible as it gets things. Um, I feel like this is not registering on the radar compared to, to that. So I, you know, like this is, is this supposed to be some big catalyst? Is this just like... A denouement on his 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 horribleness like oh it's 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 another thing um you know I I don't know that it didn't it it didn't have a huge impact for me I guess is what I'm saying anyone anyone else anyone disagree well I I
3: agree with you that it's not the same impact but I I, maybe it also has something to do with the fact like Sarah Lynn we'd seen her since season one we built up a relationship Mm -hmm. with her uh, Charlotte and Penny, like they've been mentioned. Well, Charlotte in particular, she'd been mentioned on and off since season one. And, but like Gina is a totally new character. I, I wonder if that has something to do with it. And also, as you mentioned, like uh, the, the drug thing, it throws another wrench into it because like with Sarah Lynn, like he, he, he comes, he's in his, the, He's in his right mind when he's like, hey, let's do drugs together. Like it wasn't like he he had the addictions, but like he wasn't actually high at the time where he's like, Sarah Lynn, let's do this together. And same thing with Penny. Like he's totally in his he he has control of himself when he's making those decisions. Whereas here it's kind of like it's the culmination of a lot of self-destructive behaviors. But he'd gotten so far in that when the final action took place, he had lost control. So maybe it's that part of it in a way like you'd let you've left yourself get so far off the track that you're throwing your your life to things that you don't even have control over anymore. You can't make the bad decisions on your own because you're letting the drugs do it for you. I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think that's the intent. I think I think that that's kind of that sounds right. Like that's to what we're going for. Um I think it's and if so maybe it like inherently has less less of an impact just based on like what they're trying to portray. Um it's like not as it's not as overtly dramatic of a thing.
1: I mean the the strangling did make me feel more uncomfortable than I had with a lot of the behavior since probably Sarah Lynn. And I think that's just because like my perspective is like not everyone's going to react the same way under the influence of drugs, right? Like people are going to I think to me, the thing that was scary is that like Bojack was even capable of being the kind of person who would strangle somebody when he's high and not everyone would do that. Not everyone would feel like they could do that and that's like a thing that exists. It's kind of how I feel about like when people get drunk and do dumb things. Not everyone equally feels confident that they can do the same dumb thing when they're drunk and that highlights more aspects of their personality than it does, you know, just saying like, oh, well, I wasn't in control. Like you still make certain decisions. And that I think that's the thing that makes me nervous about it. It's like, well, Bojack's the kind of person who could do this. That's an extra layer. That's super scary. And that's there forever now. And okay, like, I still want to do the rehab. But like, wow, I like him even less. And I didn't know how that could happen. But now it has and I'm a little more afraid of him.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I guess it is. I guess it is surprising, even for someone like me who just despises Bojack is, like, a person. Still a great character, but just uh, Mm -hmm. unforgivable actions in the past. I guess it is still surprising that he's, like, capable of direct violence like that. Um, Yeah. yeah, Because that's not
1: an aspect we've seen of him before. I mean, a lot of it's more been accidental or, like, oh, the the sex with the underage girl almost happened, but it didn't. But, like, it's, like, it's a very different kind of danger, um, but also kind of visceral in its own way, too. So it's just, like, the more of these different kind of things we see, the more it's just, like, man, Bojack... Uh, it's so hard to like understand you on a certain level, but then re- be really like repulsed by what you are at the same time, which is probably the point. But yeah, I, I don't want to let him off the hook for just like, oh, he's doing drugs. So like, yeah, of course he tried to strangle someone like I doubt I'd do that if I was under drugs. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah and i think i think that the thing you said before is like kind of just the general one of the general main themes of the show which is bojack this terrible person but we're seeing it from his perspective and seeing him do kind of sympathetic things regardless and kind of understanding his mindset and he's been through a lot of the same shit that we have and yet he's Mm -hmm. this terrible person and oh no we're relating to him and sympathizing with him but he's this horrible person and like that's like a really makes you feel really bad watching the show and i think the season really leans into that especially um even even as opposed to past seasons because uh he's he's for most of the season he does come across even like kinder than he has in the past yeah, like,
1: absolutely
0: yeah like his relationship with Gina makes him look really sympathetic um you know like he's he's holding it together on the side of a show the whole time. He's, he's trying he's,
1: to be better with Diane too just, like yeah. there are certain moments when she was kind of coming on to him and he's like, this is weird. I'm not gonna pursue this. I'm just gonna like take some air basically, which I did think was very good for him to to distinguish that boundary for once.
0: Him, him in, him in episode six with the, mm-hmm. you know, that, 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 that incredible eulogy. And, and then yet he is like, just, not too many episodes later, um, <laughs> ODs and literally almost kills someone by strangling them. Like it's, it's, uh, the, this crazy contrast that we get this character very indicative of BoJack's arc, I think, throughout the entire series. Um, uh, let, let's, let's, let's talk more about specific episodes, um, that we love here. Um, Alex mentioned episode six. Michelle, do you agree with that as, as one that sticks out to you?
1: Oh, episode six was very hard. Um, I think if this had come out in a different time of my life, I would have been like, oh, yeah, like, it." yeah. It's sad when you have a hard relationship with your parent and they die. And then what do you do with that? But because it came out like a month after my dad died and I had a very complicated relationship with him, I was like, oh, boy, I feel very called out, Bojack. Thank you for that. I don't know. My... The thing I like about Churro* is that it, and the the hilarious ending when he realizes that the casket isn't even his mother's casket, it's probably like some like lizard woman who died. He's in the wrong room is that it isn't even whoever his mother was at this point, whoever Beatrice like really was like, he'll never know that it's too objective. Like he only knows the version he saw of her and the version he internalized and interprets and that's the thing he's like vocally working through with this eulogy. And I feel like Bojack's kind of the, per- the sort of person who wouldn't want to think about his mother when he wasn't directly com- confronted with a reason to because of their bad history. And so this, this is like the perfect opportunity for him to, to work through his entire mentality and come to some really intense realizations towards the end because he like the necessity of doing a funeral demands that of you in a way that your ordinary life, you can kind of just slip back into normally. And I love that idea. And I think it's really well handled. I love, like you were saying before, Dylan, that this season more than others is broken format which is great. Um, it keeps you, I think as a viewer, like you're not so, because when things get to A plot B plot and you're constantly jumping back and forth, you get used to that routine and sometimes it makes you tune out a little. And so I think mixing up the format has helped me stay more engaged as a viewer this season. And this is like, this episode is the epitome of them trying something new. And I think it works really well. Uh, it's a I I feel like there's a lot of truth to that episode. I definitely related to a lot of things. Um, and I think there's there's so many aspects that people can kind of like, oh, yeah, like, my old parent died in an ICU. And like, maybe they really like had a nasty time of it. Or like, wow, we had all these unresolved issues that will never be resolved. And this is like, what I think of them. And maybe that's not fair. But like, that's my experience. And that's what I have. And this is what I'm going to make of it. And that's my decision. Like all that stuff, I think is It's like, it's a nuanced thing in general. but I feel like this episode does a really good job of kind of crystallizing those aspects in a way that the average viewer can really understand and take what they want out of that to make sense for them and what, you know, they respond to. So I think it's just, it's a really good, it's a really good episode. I'll definitely, this will like be one of those I go back to every once in a while and just be like, wow, this was like a really good idea. And they pulled it off really well.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it just, just the concept of it being this single, um, this single speech shown in, I've never seen this in an episode of animation before, just mm-hmm. holding on one character talking the entire time. Um, and, uh, the fact that it's just engaging throughout, um, maybe even more engaging than a lot of other episodes, uh, that, that, that jump from plot to plot. I think it's just a testament to how well it's written and performed, Um, and uh, definitely is like the episode that stands out to me looking back. That's probably the best, but I'll need to rewatch the whole season too to to dig into it more. Um, At the very least, I love the experimental structure of it, and I think it's like really impactful. And um, it really does like there are even even in just one long form speech, there are like um, emotional twists. um, In in the end, there especially with the ICU thing that really resonates um, throughout the entire thing. Um, So I, I I think it's just a really phenomenal probably one of the best episodes of the year
1: plus Um, there's so many like actually funny parts which is like kind of horrifying in a way because it's a funeral but like he makes a lot of really funny jokes and i was like legitimately laughing multiple times through it which is that's
3: a great part like the
0: reason this is a a good episode it's basically (laughs) a bojack stand-up
3: set exactly it's like like
1: he's doing comedy on stage but it's ted mom
0: yeah The, the ending is interesting um I lean towards not liking the ending with the the the, the twi- yeah, the... it
2: kind of sucked. <laughs> not because... uh, <laughs> I I think it's like
0: I think if it was if it was portrayed more poignantly, like there's something meaning there's something to be said about him giving the speech, and it wasn't even his mom in the coffin. Rather than like oh, this yeah. is a joke. Um, I don't know. I feel like the, the 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 execution on it maybe landed too in the 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 jokey side.
3: Well I-, I loved
0: it being a punchline
3: like uh, thru- throughout the 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 sets like he keeps saying like my mom would have loved it that I couldn't even get this right or I, uh, like my mom loved it when I screwed up. So like the 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 cherry on top is him yeah. screwing up the even location of that of the funeral. So like the the hard cut to them going that and then the organ music outro is like at least to me is like a bang bang like great way to end the
0: episode like it just uh, that, that, that that that's it. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. I
3: think I, that's
1: a good point. Yeah. yeah it's a good it's that. a good
0: point. Yeah, I think I think to me it's more of an emotional punchline rather than like a comedic punchline. I don't know. Um but yeah, but we'll we'll see. We'll we'll dig into it more when we get to the specific episode podcast. But I want to talk about the finale, um, which has already been divisive on our Discord, so I think we'll we'll have some <laughs> so, so we'll we'll get into it more with the, the specific podcast, but um uh, yay, yay or nay quickly. Yay across the board, yay or nay on the finale, Alex. Yeah. If, if you had to boil it down, okay. Yay? Question mark, Michelle.
1: Oh like, wait. Can we go over what happened in the finale? Because like all these episodes, except for a yeah. few, bleed together. So so what you get all you get all the, get all the stop things.
0: Base. Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing is the uh, Henry Fondel, uh times up uh, takedown of him as.
1: the Oh CEO yeah. The the, uh, yeah. Because of the sexual harassment charges. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it's like slightly higher than neutral for the majority and then the endings like a, a big yay
0: okay and you like the ending especially sam
1: yeah.
2: um okay so nay to the henry fondle stuff yay to the bojack diane rehab stuff
0: okay mm-hmm. yeah there's 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 uh, quite a few things there too um you also have the uh, princess caroline and everything mr peanut butter um yeah so th- the the main social commentary this season i think, comes. From uh, them getting into Times Up to whatever extent that the show does, mainly just in this last episode. There's also the incredible episode four with uh, the commenting on male feminism with uh, BoJack. Yeah, Um, which uh, we'll we'll get into that as well but I feel like for me watching for most of the season you're like okay um, you'd expect Bojack to definitely talk about Time's Up like it's literally like the most relevant thing possible to the show which gets into progressive parts of Hollywood Um, like it's probably in a comment to this so you're watching a season like oh this this happened like the season was written before before most of this happened probably or something like that you're like okay they just didn't have time to get into it and then episode 12 I was like oh my god like this is I I can't I can't believe this uh, stupid sex robot thing we've been setting up for a long time. Like, uh, is there commentary on Time's Up? Like, and what what time is it right now? Like, did we plan that the entire time? Like, that this mm-hmm. would all culminate here? Um, to me, that was really unexpected, despite the fact that it seems maybe obvious. Uh, but I, I don't know. I That was like a big twist for me was that Henry Fondle is their uh, Time's Up CEO commentary. Um. Uh, let's let's go to uh, M- Michelle. What was your? I don't know your thoughts on this yet. So yeah, what do you what do you think of the the Henry Fondle stuff in the finale?
1: Um, I honestly thought it was like kind of hilarious because Henry Fondle is just like being a sex robot. He asked to you know be the head of a company, and I like that like he was saying way more sexual innuendos, and she's like, oh, you mean like this by that? Oh yeah, that is like a good thing, and then like the most random, like, battery getting low, she's like, oh, like, that's the thing she took away as being not okay. I kind of wish he wasn't a rogue, like, I kind of wish they were holding a real person accountable, but I think that's also, like, kind of the point, is, like, is it's not just, like, the Harvey Weinstein scandal that it's covering, it's also covering like the the media side of trying to appear more progressive in the wake of these allegations and then utterly failing to do so because they're not being genuine. And like, oh, like, okay, we'll have a female writer in the room, but like, she better not say too much. And like, this will just fix everything, right? Like now everyone will get off our backs because we solved the problem. I like that it tackled it from a couple directions and not just like, the sexual scandal thing. I mean, yeah. Henry final had to, you know, he had his moment in the sun. It's good that Todd put him down. And (laughs) I also don't understand how Todd keeps doing really well when he doesn't try, but I mean, good for him, I guess.
0: Yeah, good, good for him. You're right. You're definitely right that it comments on stuff like, related to this area throughout the season. And it's not, definitely not just, just this yeah. one as well. Okay. Sam, give us the anti Henry Fonda. it's
2: It's not anti Henry Fonda. Okay. So
0: it's not, it's not his fault.
2: No, it's, it's complicated. All right. So my opinion of this upon watching at what, like 5 a.m. the other day, it was, um, I didn't like how they made light of the whole times up thing. I thought it was kind of disrespectful, um, to like, oh yeah, this wacky sex robot is the one doing the thing, blah 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 yeah. blah. And especially in comparison to what Bojack just did the previous episode with Strangling Gina. And like how it's going back and forth in this episode with you know, the media side of like, you know, trying to downplay the strangling thing and oh, we still have Henry Fondle over here. Like, I didn't think that played well at all. I thought that was a really not good tonal shift and I didn't see why we needed the Henry Fondle stuff when we had the Bojack stuff, but I digress. Um I will say that in talking to dylan and stuff on our discord about it i do see you know i was like you know kind of a good satire uh on rewatch but it just left a bad taste in my mouth it wasn't like i don't know it was just like it's just like what you said michelle like i want a real person that we can hold accountable for this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and not just like this sex robot that todd built on a whim (laughs)
1: Yeah, I will, I will agree that I also the thing that the thing that made me the most annoyed by that ending scene with them is that it gives the impression that the woman who came into his office was jumping to conclusions for no reason yeah. and stirred up trouble when there was none to be had. And that's like the exact opposite of <laughs> the problem in Hollywood right now. So I don't really see why we had to like, even try to talk about it from that perspective. But yeah i there were there are definitely stronger aspects of them trying to like handle this like that i've, I've already forgotten the, the, the like nasty guy ruined in this season who's like career was ruined and then he came back and then he like said awful things about his daughter and his career was ruined again for real and then he came back again for filbert and then he yeah. did a dumb thing and then it was like really for like i liked that because like it was an actual person it speaks a lot to like the culture of like you know, white men are kind of untouchable, and nothing's really forever no matter what you do, unless maybe you murder somebody, then, like, you'll go to jail. Um, anything short of that, eh, we'll just give it a year or two and come back. Like, I liked that. It felt a lot more like, yes, this is like very much happening right now, and this is exactly like why it's so obnoxious, and we should satirize it and point fingers at like how insane it is that this is really happening. Whereas, like, the Henry Fondle thing, like, it's it was more like gaggy and goofy, but then, like, when it became a like weird thing where it's like, oh, like she's making stuff up. I did not appreciate that. I yeah. think it could have been handled better. But yeah, I do give them props for the other stuff. But like that in isolation wasn't the best. I totally agree. All
0: right. Alex, what's your take on, on all this in the finale? Yeah, my, my general
3: take is that as has been mentioned, BoJack the Feminist has a message; it has commentary that it's doing on the topic uh, of mm-hmm. feminism, of how Hollywood handles the people who are in, embroiled in these scandals. Whereas the Henry Fonda plotline is almost primarily comedy; it doesn't feel like it has it's making a commentary on anything. And so, because of that, uh, I, because of, I would agree with Sam that like. It's going so over the top wacky that it kind of feels like it's losing the point of the movement or at least it doesn't feel like it's commenting uh, as meaningfully on it as it, it could have especially
0: demonstrated by what they just did in episode four. Yeah. Um, so, OK, so f- first, off, I think um the, the episode four thing, I think that's a, a different commentary. I think that that's commenting on a Mel Gibson type figure.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, whereas, for sure.
0: Uh, this is episode 12 is a specific time sub commentary. So like, I think they're trying to do, do different things. Um, so personally, I loved everything with Henry Fondle in the finale. I think it is the funniest part of the entire season and maybe the best gag in the entire show. Like that good. Like I was dying the first time watching this. It's just the culmination of all of this, like with the progressive themes of the show and like Todd being asexual and therefore he sets, he, he sets up, he, uh, like makes this like, uh, stupid like sex robot. Um, the, like his view on like how uh, sexual people have, have sex and then like it's the CEO of the company that came in last season and like it's because of Todd Hijinks is instituted as the CEO of the company and then all of that culminates in their giant commentary on this massive Hollywood uh, progressive movement which is what the show absolutely would be commenting on like just the, the culmination of all that like uh, is is I think is one of the most successful things the show has done comedically like uh, so uh, on that level uh, I, I, I was absolutely loving it and I also think it is uh and it is i think it is uh specifically commenting on times up in a number of like really interesting and uh, ways and it's doing it in a bojack way it's doing it in a really slapsticky uh, almost disrespectful type way but i think this is like always what bojack the show does um and uh, i think it's valid <laughs> to not like that aspect of the show and also still like the show That's completely valid um uh-huh but we mentioned the specific scene with um the women going in and like it's it's very funny that she's like the, the bot says um sexual harassment things all the time but the one thing that she um is is picking up on is when it, like its its battery gets low um like i think that's a successful gag but like i think it's not the, obviously i think the point isn't that um she was like uh you know she's like uh, seeing things that aren't there the point is that it's 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 like obviously the sexual harassment robot the entire time and they've done nothing about it and it's like oh uh and okay let me not say. It, the point is, you know, the intended no, no, point no. by the episode is the intended. I, point. I like I'm not, yeah, thanks for
2: mansplaining.
1: Right, that's I not will, what I'm trying was, to do. I will say this: I think you're right in that, like the this the setup and the concept is absolutely amazing, and I've been having plenty of fun with Henry Fondle throughout the show. I think, like, regardless of how they intended that weird dy- like, I think it it just stumbled you know, right at the end, like when they're trying to tie up this thing, it, it happened to do maybe the opposite of what they were trying to give off and just be like, Oh, like, isn't it crazy that, yeah, he has been saying like sexual harassment things the whole time. And they're like, Oh, that's brilliant. It's a brilliant marketing plan. Like, yes, like, like that is legitimately funny. But I think like, because they, they, they brought in like this, this kind of like too close to home situation where this woman is reporting on the robot for saying things and taking out of context, like, it reads bad like regardless of the intention it reads bad but like the rest of the concept is still really great i think both those things can be true
0: yeah definitely definitely both can be true but yeah the my, my my interpretation of the intended point of the show is is that uh this is like a giant parody on the fact that obviously that these uh these these uh the males in power in hollywood obviously terrible and um like nobody's seeing it and or like uh, you know like it's not it's like it's an accepted thing and yet when it's yeah. all out like this like i think like that's like uh clearly what we're doing and i think that's all incredible and i also think that the, ep- the episode makes specific commentary on things that um is is also really good the moment when it's like um, this is a great day for a woman at the company many of whom are, being <laughs> are leaving go. yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, j- uh, just uh, other moments um, a- as well throughout like I think it also gets like the specific messages as well of like the even even when we're calling these people out it's still is having like it's still like a really culture of sexism there um, and oh and then oh, and obviously the moment where the, the the guy of the giant mega corporation wants to hire him back immediately I think that's another specific yeah. commentary that they're they're executing on um, so yeah I can, I can totally see why this is like uh, why the Scooby interpreter is disrespectful and Egg. I, I would see that as well. Um, I personally don't love that BoJack goes slapsticky in like meaningful moments like this. Um, I think it like you know we we're, we're you can compare this to the uh, Todd asexual stuff in episode three. Um, in that plotline, that that well, is I like the most zany, over the top so one. And and there's weird. some inc- there's some incredible um Todd being asexual moments in that episode, and um they're surrounded by um slapsticky type of humor. I think this is par for the course with Bojack Horseman. You know, like, I think this is like always what the show does. It definitely comes up a few times this season. Um, I would prefer if it didn't do it, but I still think it can be successful in those moments. I think it's just like a style thing. Yeah. I don't know. Um, we can, we can, uh, Alex, what do you, what do you think of that? That the, do you agree that the show has always done this type of thing? I think it's, I
3: would agree that that's kind of a thing it's always done, but I also feel like it's been more successful in previous seasons or like a, a or, well, in this season, they have moments where it, it hits like Bojack the Feminist. Once again, like that's an episode that has its message focused, but it still manages to be funny. Like it still manages to like put it, put the people in, in weird Bojackian situations, but still get its message across in a way that makes sense. Whereas like stuff like Planned Obsolescence or Stop Show, like it, it feels like they're, they're edging closer and closer to the line where like it's so over the top that uh, like, the message can kind of just feel like it gets buried whatever message they're going for or like they want to put so much focus on the jokes or the physical the physical humor of it that you kind of lose like well, what what the dialogue is talking about so I, I think that that's a line that bojack in the past has been able to walk very well but just in this season it, it definitely feels like there were uh, there were moments that they kind of just went a little a little overboard but they're still fine episodes compared to like the rest of television but compared to what Bojack has been able to do in the past I, I think that's why maybe we're a little more disappointed than usual because I feel like like even season 4 episodes like with the peanut butter running for politics like there are messages about politics in those episodes sandwiched in the peanut butter hijinks but I think that those episodes manage that better than whatever season 5 was trying to do in in these episodes here's the. Here's
1: the- I kinda like disagree entirely. <laughs> for whatever reason, like the things it was tackling this season that like I was like so much more on board with and thought worked more successfully. I feel like that that one moment between the robot and the woman in the office was like unfortunate and will color my experience with it. But like everything else was hitting so well for me. And I, I appreciate that because it hasn't always been the case. For that to balance out as well as I feel like, like a lot of the things they were intending to point fingers at, I think hit really, really, really well this season, and it was pretty consistent in doing that. Um, so yeah, I kind of, kind of like feel like I like this season more for that reason.
0: I, I think as cons- a whole. if you. If you're looking for over the top commentary, like the most over the top and really successful, I feel like Brat Brat pew pew" is the show's best uh, oh, attempt at that.
1: Oh, that was so good! Like it's kind
0: of a similar thing it's where it's like going episode. crazy, and uh, yeah. maybe you could you could interpret it as belittling it, but I don't think that episode does it at all. It's another Joanna Kala Cal- written episode, much like the the finale of the season. Right, um, but well, that that episode
3: has the benefit of like at the end, like it ties in the 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 lady at the abortion office explaining like, "Hey, like uh, I, I relate to this because." a and b so like the, there's still like something that grounds it or, like at least it helps you explain that in the universe while uh, to us it looks absurd like to uh, the people in the universe that they they interpret it in a different way so like that helps the matter for sure whereas in this it, it kind of like it aimed solely
0: at us without really feeling like in the show people are getting anything out of it yeah yeah Okay, I could see that I think in general like the messaging better better there than than here it, comparing to Bojack the Feminist I just think Bojack the Feminist is a lot less funny than than the show stopped like the finale so like I think that's the big difference like I agree the messaging is is clearer and they're doing a lot more specific satire in in that episode I just think it doesn't achieve the the highs of the, where the gag goes in the stop show and I feel like that's the danger of doing this more subdued commentary you know like how do you how do you go the most successful comedic elements of Bojack oftentimes are these crazy over-the-top things that only this show that is capable of. How do you do that while also maintaining the uh, running progressive commentary that the show is, is capable of in the previous uh, few seasons? And intersecting those, I think, is, has been a challenge at times is, is what we're getting at is for, for the show.
1: There are also um, different kinds of humor. I mean, Bojack the Feminist is it's funny, but it's not ha ha funny the way 12 with the robot is ha ha funny. And I think those are different kinds of humor with different appeals also.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I think, I think, I think it's different. Different, yeah. But and that episode also has very funny moments. I took a lot of uh, a lot of like really funny lines from me specifically in that in that episode too. Um, yeah. Okay, how about where we end all the the characters briefly since we're on since we're on the finale. Um, Princess Caroline having a uh, new new porcupine baby. Um, Untitled Princess Caroline Project. Um, <laughs>
1: is such a great name. <laughs> I like that one.
0: Is that is that our attempt to just not have to deal with naming the baby until next yep. season? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um you have uh Mr. Peanut Butter proposes to pickles we haven't uh, mentioned
1: yet. Bad move, bro That is yeah. not gonna work out well.
0: I, I mentioned before that this season calls out Mr. Peanut Butter and his shit. Two specific mo- episodes. Uh this one, the finale, where um he's supposed to tell her that he cheated on her twice and yet he proposes for her. just the most douchebag move like ever. And uh like to me this is what Mr. Peanut Butter has always been, and he hides behind this facade of friendliness. Um and then also uh Mr. Peanut Butter's uh booze um in uh episode eight with just seeing how uh all his his past girlfriends always the same him not uh, him not being mature and Diane calling him out on that and like him always dating women in his 20s like just really uh opening the curtain on uh on on uh what what goes on behind this character um and I say that, and I, th- I think it's great. Like, I think that it's, it's, it's a lot more successful for him than things we've done in the past. Like, I'll take this Mr. Peanut Butter this season way over him running for governor last season. Like, anything.
1: yes, I did. I could care less about him as governor, but this, and I didn't even like, I feel like the, the episode, like midway through, you get this into like, oh man, these girls used to be so fun aren't they fun anymore what's wrong with them he doesn't say what's wrong with them but you're kind of like yeah like what's wrong with them like what happened to them and then diane just like flips it around she's like no 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 they're just really young and they outgrew you and that's normal and that's the real problem you fought someone your own age or you need to grow up and it was like oh my god that's right that's what the problem's been but like i would i didn't even know what the problem was and yeah, I that, was, that, like, that, doing the thing where I was, like, blaming the ladies. Like, oh, yeah, why aren't they fun anymore? What happened to them? Why are they so cynical? And it's like, no, they're just getting older, which is totally bad. normal. There's nothing wrong with them
0: yeah I thought that was one of the most successful moments of the season that uh yeah. like that, that turnaround there that was that was fa- fabulous eight is eight is one of my favorite episodes of the season um I I love how high concept it is intersecting between these four time periods for this one Halloween party I also think it's one yeah. of the most uh immersive mythology moments uh episodes of the entire show it, like really tries to tie together the show's entire backstory into all, <laughs> into one episode like everything we know we know in the past about every character is like uh is, is tied together here um and uh the it also has like these these ga- these gags in each of the four periods that I think are like really excellently presented. Um like whether it takes all that and executes it upon it uh successfully, I think is like up for debate. At least it's like doing something really interesting to me. Um and that at the very least means it's one of the one of my favorites of season. I need to rewatch <laughs> a few times to understand how, how it all comes together.
3: Yeah, let, let me just provide the counter. Mr. Peanut Butter's booze is my least favorite episode of the season. Ooh, I just don't yeah. care about Mr. Peanut Butter. I don't think <laughs> that the, the framing device adds much to it. Like it's it, it's funny to see them wear different costumes and go back and forth, but uh, and so like I guess that keeps your eyes in, in, focused on what's happening in front of you on the screen. But just Mr. Peanut Butter as a character, like he's always been the comedic guy. So like this season, we're trying to add some emotional depth to him. But at least to me, it's like, okay, he's shitty, fine. But like, uh, uh, let me get back to people who I know have been shitty for a while and are like, I'm more invested in. I'm not invested <laughs> in Mr. Peanut Butter being shitty. And so like so this, this entire episode being focused on him and focused on his girlfriends, uh, it, it makes sense for his arc throughout the season. And it, it concludes more or less, or at least like it, it goes through the season, like, uh, understand, like, okay, Mr. Peanut Butter, you're giving him death, good. But I don't think that this season did enough for me to, like, care about him as a character, as opposed to, like, I'm fine. I like him when he just, like, pops up, like, hey, Bojack, what's going on? Like, I like him as a comedic side character, but I don't like episodes that focus on him, really, unless they're going for a message overall, like season four did, like, including him into politics. That was at least something that was interesting. But, like, him
0: as a person, I, I don't see much there. I, mr. Think P- mr. Peanut I, think I think mr peanuts butter booze is the most successful better. mr peanut butter episode how no, about that what's it, the competition
1: Alex, yeah. we, we can say that because like you're right that mr peanut butter is kind of a nothing character he's he's been one note for so long and to me that's why i appreciated episode eight because like we finally get to know his damage not in the like oh i hope he gets better weighted but just be like there it is that's why i He sucks. It's that reason. Like, finally, we have confirmation.
3: But I feel like season four going through the peanut butter Diane divorce, it kind of goes through the same thing, right? Like uh, um, them just being on different levels of emotional immaturity. This season goes deeper into it. I agree. Like, it's good. It's digging further into what and to like Mr. Peanut butter is like just not being able to adapt with with the people that he's with. But it's just at the same time, like I, I don't know. There's just something about these episodes and planned obsolescence, uh, which I also think is not not a great episode. But like the, those episodes don't do enough for me to like be in- interested in Mr. Peanut Butter realizing that he's the way he is, like. It, an old dog can't learn new tricks. Like that's kind <laughs> of, uh, that, that, that's kind of his entire character. Like even from, from season one. And here I don't, like season one to season five, it's the same thing. All we're doing is just giving more focus to it. But I don't think we're adding anything to the, to the, the his character really.
1: I think that's kind of okay though. Like, I don't really care if we add anything more to. Like, I don't. I don't care if Mr. Peanut Butter fixes himself. I'm just glad that he's more aware of what he's literally doing.
0: Yeah, I like. I I feel. Yeah, I like. Yes, he's the same person. Um, I don't think we've ever just. I don't think we've ever called him out on it before. though. like. That's why I'm so yeah. In with the stuff this. I I think it's always been like, oh, haha, ha, Mr. Peanut Butter before. Like, yeah, he's kind of portrayed unsympathetically with Diane last season. We've never like really exposed him to the to the extent.
1: Exactly, yeah. and that's say for the season four, it was much more. I feel like our our perspective was much more with like the struggles Diane was going through in the marriage yeah. and like her her realizing that they needed to break up because Mr. Peanut Butter didn't really want to break up. Like he's still in love with her. And so it, it was never really kind of about him. It was about her in that season. And this is the first time, like, again, like, I realized, like, this didn't give us much. And I don't feel like I need much because, like, it's Mr. Pina Like At the end of the day, like, it's whatever. But I'm just, I'm glad that he's aware of what he's doing. And we we have, like, definitive proof of, like, oh, this is a really dumb thing you keep doing. And no wonder your relationships don't work out. And it's up to you to fix that. I, I don't care if you do. But, like, at least now you know. And maybe you'll lose some sleep over it. Maybe. We'll see.
0: Uh, Sam, what do you think of that episode?
2: I mean, okay, I'm I'm in between. Because while I am not the biggest Mr. Peanut Butter fan, like Alex, and I didn't, it's, looking at my rankings, it's like the third from last. Uh, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, it was still a good episode. Um, you know, I, I'm not a Mr. Peanut Butter fan. I do think that episode was good and it really pointed out something that is a problem with that character and with a lot of people in real life you know you think that your partner has become boring or that you know this that and the other when in reality you just haven't grown up like so like and like bojack has the same problem if i recall correctly season one or two or whatever uh somebody points out uh Bojack, you keep dating like twenty-year-olds. Like, why is that? And that's like, you know, when Wanda comes in, etc. Um, but I guess since Mr. Peanut Butter is a good guy, TM, and like <laughs> he is seen as, you know, this fun-loving, well-adjusted dude, it's less of a problem with him. I guess like from other characters looking in but Diane has yeah. the perspective of being like hey i was with you for like 10 years and uh you're kind of immature <laughs>
0: yeah i think and i think and i think that's why it's like uh that's why it needs it's it's successful here is because mr peanut butter presented as as this nice guy whereas we have everyone knows bojack shitty you know like this is this is this is more of a revelation here um anyway yeah so more on that uh in that podcast i guess but um other other things in the the finale uh diane drives off uh it, it, Diane gets the send off here.
1: Yeah, uh, that confused yeah. me. I was like, did she like send him to like a different place? Is this like a sneaky revenge? I kept waiting for something bad to happen, but no, she just has a sunset car ride away.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, Sam, how would you characterize Diane's arc throughout this entire season? I'm a little bit confused by it.
2: Um, okay, <laughs> so it, it's hard because it's like, well. So I would say the season with Diane Unfortunately it's more or less Characterized by her relationship With Bojack and that friendship But you know you can You'll you'll take your feminism where you get it I guess Uh, (laughs) So Diane's whole thing Is trying to Come to terms With her life As it is It's like she was asleep the last couple weeks. She wasn't asleep but like the metaphor of like her being asleep and kind of just like snapping awake when slash leading up to going to Vietnam and like just figuring out, oh, um, Bojack is a piece of shit and he has done terrible things and I need to like call him out on it or else, you know, that doesn't. You know, that doesn't bode well for anybody in this relationship if I don't, because I seem complicit, and I seem like I'm accepting his shittiness when I'm not. And with Mr. Peanut Butter, it's like, well, you know, you're my ex-husband, and you make me feel terrible, but I still have to see you because we live in the same city, and you're still my friend, TM. But I don't really want that, and I don't want to be held accountable for your bad actions, in your new relationship so i think it's more or less diane having independence for herself that ending you know she's driving off on her own without mr peanut butter or without bojack Mm. and she's ready to take care of her shit and she's ready to live her life and not be tied down by either one of these men in her life
0: okay that's i I like that's 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 really really good yeah michelle what do do you think of that and how did you interpret the ending of that with diane
1: I was a little more unsure, but I do think I think Sam's super right that I mean, Diane, especially this season. Yeah, it has had a lot to do with like her being like, wow, like I didn't know that this person that is kind of my best friend has been doing awful things. And like, what does that say about him? And what does that say about like our trust? And what does that say about like our whole dynamic? And I do think that Diane I think this is the season has given her a lot more clarity over, you know, what she needs to do next in her life. Like not in any certain terms, like it's all pretty vague. But I think like, you know, she's she she divorced herself from a marriage that was doomed to fail. She she got herself out of a project that she she recognized was going to stand for things she didn't believe in and and hurt things that she cared about and in its messages she has her own place as awful as it is like she likes it and it's hers and those are uh, really big steps and i do think like sam's super right that like she doesn't have to worry about bojack right now or mr peanut butter like they've got their own stuff going on and now she can do her and that's like that really needs to happen because diane can't be okay until she figures herself out first and foremost
0: true Uh yeah, Michelle. Uh, Sam mentioned loving episode 2. What did you think of that one? Well, going to Vietnam.
1: I wasn't that crazy about it. There was <laughs> nothing wrong with it. It was just like, yeah, it's a it's a downer to 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 be in a place where you're like, wow, my life's really not working out. I'm going to make a big change and you hope and like you can do this like a million times in your life and you're like you hope a big change will fix things. it will be a new you. And then you get to the place and, like, it really doesn't. And it wasn't what you thought. And that's a, a sobering experience. But I think that also kind of helped her in a way. She was like, okay, like, this, I'm here. Everyone's mistaking me as a local, but I'm from LA and I don't really belong here. This isn't like a, a culture that I really know a lot about because my dad never talked to me about it. Um, so when she comes back, she's just kind of not a lot to the eye has changed, but I feel like it also helps like kind of kickstart the rest of her season arc that is like more subtle, but it's definitely there. And just in terms of her low key trying to figure herself out. And I feel like that's, that's kind of more or less Princess Caroline's arc for the season two.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I like, I really like the concept of episode two. Um, I didn't. I don't know specifically. It didn't specifically appeal to me too much in 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 how they executed on it. Um, and also just Allison Brie voicing Diane just really, really, yeah. really, really yeah. ruins the episode for me. Yeah, and that's I don't. I don't, so I don't think doing uh, interviews uh, fixes this. Um, it's the you know, it's we, in
1: season five. It definitely doesn't fix it. Yeah,
2: uh, you know, I, I would know. say while like I can't speak on that. I'm not Vietnamese. I'm not an Asian American. I can't say that that experience is my own while that like that experience isn't my own there is still like a relatable aspect to it despite all the problematic parts like what michelle was saying how you know you're hoping that a big change will like you know change your life for the better or you know you'll go somewhere and you'll find yourself it doesn't happen that smoothly
0: (laughs) nice Uh, alex episode two thoughts briefly
3: Um, Yeah, I think it it hinges a lot more on the feeling of not, of going somewhere hoping to reconnect and the the idea of finding yourself is something that in Hollywood is is thrown around so often, but in real life like finding yourself like isn't really a thing that you do in the span of two hours in a movie, like it's something like happens over the course of like occurrences through your life, through like maybe even years. So like trying to find like some moment to spark it, it just is a thing that you're just gonna be chasing no matter what. So like that Diane, like at the end, it's like you survive and you learn, like you just like, you, you just gotta keep going. But that's a message that in, Bo- in Bojack Horseman has been uttered many times, but I feel like it's one of the first times that it goes towards Diane being the one to deliver that message. It was like, just gotta keep going and just li- live your life, but like without trying to like seek some kind of cure-all to whatever issue you're going through at the moment. So in that sense, uh, I think that the dog days are over. Like it has an interesting ma- message for sure. Um. the The episode itself, I, I think it, it's it's a very good episode, probably in the top half of, of the show, but um, yeah, I, I guess just because we don't have that many Diane specific episodes, so it's just it's interesting to find to get a full episode from her perspective as
0: opposed to Bojack's. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's do let's do quick hits through the episodes we've not mentioned yet. Um, probably the most prominent one, episode seven in sub, uh, where we oh, get Oh, it's this, great. Uh, I
2: love the story between the
0: the therapist minor Uh. character that we get and her wife and they like retell the two sides of the story through them as different (laughs) sorts of animals slash (laughs)
1: things
2: Bobo the zebra. Oh, uh, yeah. that
3: th- that episode is also key to the Diane arc because it's another part of like you have to put boundaries in your life. You can't keep yeah. letting yourself get the yeah, get sucked into Bojack, and you can't keep letting Bojack suck himself into your life. Like you have to take actions. Like it's a, in that episode, it's kind of like the origin of that part of her arc, and that completes itself in the finale, where it's like, fine, I'm dropping you off at of rehab, and I'm just out. Like uh, the, the, I'm not gonna like stay around to hang out with you. So, like int sub is also important
0: to the Diana arc in that respect. Nice, uh, Sam. You love this one?
2: I do. I really love the story, just the retelling the stories with like Bo, not BoJack, Bobo the angsty Zebra and Princess Diana, and ugh, I don't fucking remember. It was like Princess Caroline was was like the the mm-hmm. ball. Oh,
1: she just got gas or something. That, her design was amazing. Yeah,
2: and then Todd was like the hand prints or whatever, and his ha- face was a hand. It was great. I really love that framing device. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know. That just kind of feels true to life, almost. Because when you're trying to, like, relay a story to someone, you're like, hmm, like, what personal details should I change about this person so they don't know who I'm talking about? Even though they'll never meet this person in real life, probably. But yeah, I I, I love that aspect of it. I love the, um... How important it was to the Diane arc, I guess. And the whole therapy thing, I think, was really interesting. Um, I don't agree with Diane's therapist for dropping her. I think that was a bad idea, but I'm not a therapist, so I can't say one way or the other if I would do that. But um, I think Bojack going to therapy would be a good thing for him. Uh, But he doesn't and he thinks therapy is a sham which is unfortunate but it's the way life is sometimes i guess
0: and maybe he will next season now that he's um in rehab maybe, maybe. He comes back yeah maybe. um yeah i love i love this episode this is one of the best for me of the season um i think this is my interpretation of a lot of the intent of the entire season was um the the writers room really wanting to Try different things than the ABC structure, as, as mentioned, than they've been doing previously. Yes, yeah, they
2: lampshade the B plot in this.
0: Right. They, this, yeah. they, they fully say A and they explain A and B plots in, is it this episode? In one of these episodes? Yeah. That's it. Um, and I think this episode specifically is like, oh, we couldn't do an A and B plot and we're going to do it in a different way because we don't just want to do an A and a B plot. So they have the two set, two, two separate stories. Like to me, that's probably the, the, uh, how it originated was like, we're trying to do all these episodes in, in different ways other than our traditional structure um because it's really just stands out how many how many diverge from that structure um and i think it's really successful i think it's it's a really unique way of telling it um i think the the like when they intersect is successful and um through their conversation at dinner and then they step off of it i think at the end um which i think is probably good and also just a really great uh queer representation too yeah um, with the, the dinner scene
2: it really um, made me hangry for some string cheese
1: <laughs> Which luckily yeah. I had some in my fridge, so I did have Oh some. that's good.
2: That
0: that's good, yeah. Like, Todd okay. didn't
1: accidentally yeah. put yours in his coat pocket.
0: No. Yeah. Uh, How did uh, you I w- that?
1: <laughs> it would start to smell, or wouldn't it?
0: Or
3: melt. I
1: don't know. I don't know isn't string cheese pretty manufactured like American yeah. cheese like yeah. it probably okay, okay. might we don't need to, longer t- it's
0: t- too late too late in the podcast to dig into that okay uh,
3: I, I just want to say also with insult that, that what sticks out to me is the ending of that episode where like Diane is just like goes so so into rage that he incorporates Charlotte's story into the show and like Bojack is, like the process of him realizing like that somebody else knows knows and is like d- using it against him like that, that that little sequence at the end was just very like, whoa, like, this is the first Bojack hard moment of that, of the season, at least, the, well, I guess Free churro happened before that. But, like, that was a very
0: Bojack Horseman moment of, like, okay, shit's getting real. Mm. Yeah, I forgot about that. That scene's incredible at the end of the episode, yeah. Um, And related to that episode 10, I think one of the best moments of the season is yeah, Bojack that's... and Diane's argument.
2: Yeah. Um, towards the
0: end oh, of the yeah. episode. Yeah, I don't even know the rest of the, the episode. I guess is the premiere of of, of the show and, and the um,
2: Popsicle Men. I like that little. That was like a good gag. <laughs> I like it.
0: Nice. Yeah, I just that that very powerful <laughs> and the, the, the and uh, also Bojack's like that. Uh,
3: that episode is the whole like, hey, Bojack is a character that is uh, it's bad, but like you relate to
0: him, so hey, it's a yeah. Good that show. was that episode. Yeah, yeah.
2: Like the, 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 that was when
0: they, re- that when they really got into that, yeah. Um, episode 5, Amelia hearts we've talked a little bit about it, Sam.
2: I love that episode. It really so got me in my heart. Um, Princess Carolyn's relationship to her mother is very reminiscent of my own relationship to my mother. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we're, Free Churros free churro didn't, like, work as well for me in that aspect, because that's not like bojack and his mom isn't something i could really relate to but princess carolyn and her mom that was like really true and like you know being the youngest and being like the last leave home and like you know your mom is basically begging you to stay and it just sucks because you have to live your own life and yeah that aspect of it really got me and honestly it's my favorite episode the whole season nice yeah i think that, i, I really
1: so. i really liked it too especially just like i don't know it makes me wonder a lot about why princess carolyn wants a child and there's that moment later on when uh, i forget who it is like maybe it's her assistant or that like other woman who works at the adoption agency the who just says yeah who's like who like why why do you want a kid are, are you sure it's not just because you like have this understanding that it's expected of you to be like a whole person, but you've been doing fine. You should just like embrace the life you clearly already enjoy. Yeah. Cause like in that episode, like in the flashback, it's like her mother's so happy she's pregnant and she's like initially devastated Her I like, no, it's going to be great. You're going to move to the big house. You're going to like have all these opportunities. You're going to have like a different life. It's going to be amazing and I'll help you. I'll be here to support you. And then she has the miscarriage. And then like, she does go off and have her own life and her mom, like, you know, is really torn up about it when she's seeing her off. But Princess Kelly makes that decision to go, which has led to so many things in her life. And it's just like, I don't know, it's interesting. I really wonder how she feels about a baby and what that's going to be like in the next season. Because clearly, like, I don't know. I don't know if she wants a kid because she just really wants a kid or if it's because she thinks she wants, like, I don't know. And I think that's interesting that I don't know.
0: You don't know, um yeah yeah, but twelve- twelve d- dug into that a little bit with um the 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 adoption person I uh, tried maybe calling her out on not everyone needs a needs a kid by the way i love the the the, the, the long lost twins in the finale
1: that was hilarious. Um,
0: it's i think it's a great parody of a frequent uh narrative uh i arc hate both thing. of them they're, yeah that's why it's great they're both <laughs> okay like
2: it's a it's a fun gag but i just hate both yeah,
0: yeah, they're bo- both they're both too stupid to figure it out so yeah. ha ha. It's no that it is fun. T- fantastic. Um episode 9 uh Hollyhock Yay. Hollyhock. Awesome.
1: Holly she is wonderful. She's she
0: great and I, this is the like the moment where we realize Bojack's um uh, getting addicted to the the medication he's on and um the great great moments with Hollyhock throughout um another thing that stood out to me from this episode was the uh the 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 mouse uh, a cop with uh, him, him not being a cop when he's going Excuse to Excuse me,
3: the, the drug he's Officer Fuzzy Meow Meow. Fuzzy Meow face. Meow, meow he's fuzzy, a, he's a cat. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah. Meow, meow. uh, fuzzy, Yeah, Yeah. Sorry. he's uh, he hasn't seen him in a while. Um, Yeah, that was my second favorite gag of the season was the whole uh, he's he's not a cop gag in that episode. I thought that was great. Um, Thoughts on Hollyhock here.
1: I love her. She's wonderful. I'm a little worried that the more she gets exposed to Bojack, the more that'll add unnecessary complications to her life. And I'm glad she went back to college and away from all that drama.
0: Yeah, I'd like to see Hollyhock. I- I'd like to see more of Hollyhock, but not with Bojack.
1: Exactly. So, so can Hollyhock's we just get away to Hall. have her? Yeah, yeah Hollyhock we- and Wesleyan. Let's see more of that. It- it- just in have the-
0: her as a main character, like separate plots from.
3: Spin <laughs> yeah.
1: off show.
0: Yeah. In-, in the first
3: episode, also, there's that moment where Bojack just calls Hollyhock in the middle of the night. is uh, like, I miss you. And like, uh, that's also kind of cute.
0: Yeah, that's in episode 1. Yeah, speaking of episode 1, um I guess maybe our most conventional episode of the season. Yeah. Um but we get uh this this like full frontal nudity thing with Bojack uh, setting up for the feminist commentary throughout. Yeah. blah
1: blah blah. I love then, the line with the director guys like, "But make sure you're fully erect so we still respect you."
0: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
1: while you're unscrewing the light bulb. And it's like this is very interesting. Okay.
0: Yeah, well, a lot of I think there's a lot of great moments with Rami Malek's character and in, uh, in, throughout the season, I like he, he turns into like a clear douchebag, but I think he's he's uh, a good character here.
1: Yeah. He um, good.
0: But, yeah. Um, also, episode one I had this great moment of uh, Todd talking about uh, a romantic and asexual and like the difference and where he identifies. And um, it's, of course, done in a typical BoJack zany way. But I thought like presenting that clearly and talking about that, I think was fantastic by the show. Yeah. um speak, speaking of which episode three gets into that a lot and we've I feel like we've we've had the negative parts of that expressed in episode three like too zany too nonsensical but I like, guess I I I get this uh for me three I liked more than one and two um because uh, of the um d- the Todd asexual plot stuff in this episode there's so many like fantastic moments with him and Yolanda and um them talking about all of this so like uh even if the vehicle is um uh, like of course, if the show is getting into Todd being asexual, they're gonna have um like Leo and fa- family being these sex crazed people. Like it's the ve- most BoJack thing to do, I feel like. And um, I, I thought it was like moderately successful, but more so, <laughs> it's like a, a vehicle a vehicle for the for the discussions that they had throughout the episode, which I thought were fantastic. That's um, fair, but
3: I I, I just want to highlight.
0: I think light bulb scene handles it much better than Planned Obsolescence. I mean, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's like one that's like one moment, and that's great too. Um, and this and also I want to say three is like maybe the most prominent um uh you know, asexual like plot line in T V history. I don't know. Are there other shows I'm not aware of? But, I, yeah, um, I've
2: never heard of The, the fact that it's so
0: prominent in the A plot or as I don't know if it's the A plot of this episode is like fantastic. It's a, it's amazing. Um Bojack the Feminist we talked about a little bit already, but um yeah, just uh the the Mel Gibson type figure takedown uh the that we the commentary that we get into, just uh Bojack um, himself, like, oh, by the way, and uh, Bojack the Feminist also Bojack's like, um, do- choking women is bad. Um, like that's his whole thing in in, in that episode, and then don't even realize that that's going to be the thing later. He in also
2: the wears a "Feminism is Bay" t shirt.
0: feminist yeah. Does he I, really? I didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's so many good lines P-A-Y. with, uh, yeah, so many good lines with Diane and Bojack talking about um, male feminists It's fantastic.
2: Yeah, um, Diane's whole thing in that episode was very uh hard hitting. I would say. Especially in terms of um, where we are in this world of podcasting, I'll put it like that. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Are we are we talking about me? But no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking wow, about like how, like Diane has a line where it's like, you know, it's sad that um, Flip's TV show will like have tens of millions of more viewers than anything I will ever write, and just Diane and. Anna talking about you know how you know the female friend of the guy who fucks up all the time always seems like complicit and culpable whenever they fuck up and it just it sucks yeah and it all just sucks and diane brings up a good line where uh like people are just gonna call her a dumb slunt uh, like, like, dude, bros will call me a dumb, dumb slunt if I cover this, blah, 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 which happens. Like, literally, we've yeah. gotten reviews from the Bojack. Yeah. Feed, yeah. That or that.
0: Yep. From these people. So, and,
3: and, then, uh, uh, nice all, all the, and then, all the way on the other side with Bojack, like, he can be called feminist just for stating the obvious.
1: So, like, Di- it, it's, his <laughs> words have so much more credit than any. And they keep, like, taking words out of Diane's mouth in particular. And everyone is so excited about it once, like, a man says it.
0: Yeah, this this is a good point. Uh, In uh, podcast reviews, uh, Sam and I say a similar thing. Sam gets hate reviews and I get nothing. So uh, this is direct. We've seen this directly happening. Yeah.
2: So good job show for pointing that out.
0: Yeah uh yeah I, I found the commentary throughout that episode really on point it was it was fantastic not, um, any I, episode- I still
2: love you dylan you're not a bad person and i love you, <laughs> I <am. Thank> you. <laughs> back to
1: there
0: uh anything else th- uh, throughout the i think we talked about every episode good oh mm-hmm. uh,
3: yeah just, um, uh, th- this episode introduces back anna spanakopita uh, i honestly was not expecting her at all to return so that was kind of a surprise Which just pops up in diane's car to bring up the tape
1: breaks yeah. into her currently yeah well, that,
0: that was a plot throughout the season with the the tape and um diane knowing about uh, yeah. Mexico. um yeah anaspanic She she's more of just a, a narrative vehicle i don't think she's really utilized um in any specific character way although i do like that character
2: yeah she yeah. was just breaking into the prius
0: <laughs> yeah a lot of good prius commentary throughout the season
2: i think um, i was in a prius yesterday Wow. you think,
0: Um, but you're not sure. Okay, final thoughts here on uh, season five. But of course, we will have more thoughts throughout. So Michelle, any wrap-up thoughts on this discussion?
1: I still like it as much as I did before. I still feel, I, I just feel more satisfied on a character level. And that's like my main thing with any show. So I think it's a good season. I'm happy things are changing. I'm glad people are actually having developments in progress. Hopefully it's not all for nothing because that's happened before, but i I am cautiously optimistic about season six, and I think this was a good season
0: nice uh Sam
2: yeah, i again, I love that it. it was my favorite season of Bojack thus far. uh, it really made me feel all the feelings in the human spectrum of emotion, which for better or for worse, was good. um, I don't know like i'm I'm gonna have to muse more about Diane and like her stuff after I said that thing earlier, cause that just like came out and I was like, huh, you know That's actually she's trying to find herself. So <laughs> yeah, I am also cautiously optimistic for season six. If slash one, it'll happen.
0: Nice. Yeah. Um, Alex.
3: Yeah. I, I think we've covered in this episode that comedy st- uh, covers a large variety of tastes. Right. And I think Bojack does wonders in like appealing to all all, many of the different corners. Like if something's funny to one person, it might not be funny to the other, but then Bojack finds a way to be funny to that person as well. So like Bojack just manages to be very, because of its experimentalness and its willingness to like try different things and like be zany sometimes and then be serious sometimes. And, ne- and never losing sight of the fact that like it is an emotional show at heart. That's a lot of what many of its viewers, myself included, connect to. It- it's never lost that throughout all these seasons. And so in the end, BoJack is still a very impressive television show in that it's able to both make me laugh and make me feel things very deep down, be a very introspective about my life in the past and how it is today. So, yeah, but BoJack season five, it, it it's, it's working towards a very high standard that the show itself has set, but it's
0: still a must watch television. Yes, uh, BoJack Horseman, still really good TV. Those are my final thoughts. OK, um, so we will be <laughs> diving even more into these. These episodes, uh, as as we're going here, so make sure you're subscribed to us uh, on iTunes. Find our BoJack feed. Uh, search for on whatever podcast app. Search for Overly Animated BoJack Horseman. Um, or uh, you, we're also on YouTube. We cross post all our podcasts there. You can go to YouTube.com/OverlyAnimated, or listen to our website, OverlyAnimated.com. Um, yeah, subscribe, to not miss these uh, future BoJack discussions. Let us know what you thought of the season. Or a whole comments on our website or on YouTube if you're listening there. Um, we have a, a BoJack uh, channel. We have a spoiler channel up currently too, and our Discord. Discord. slash uh, Discord uh, if you want to talk with us about Bojack there. And support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash animated. Thank you very much to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Michael A.K. Wazowski. And thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John and Steve, Alex, and Hugh. Um, check out other stuff at overlyanimated.com also uh, Dragon Prince release weekend Netflix just doing a bunch of stuff yeah here. Netflix released and a lot of
2: stuff yesterday
0: <laughs> yeah I don't if know if they, it's just there's more stuff applicable to uh, like uh, like American Vandal right and other and like even more than Nor McDonald's. I, I don't know if they just happen to release a ton of stuff this weekend well or it's, it just the, feels it's the like fall it. and like fall TV oh, has yeah.
3: always been a oh, thing so LNA. yeah is that, is right. that even
0: a, is, is that a, yeah but does Netflix
3: follow that I guess so they, might. they
1: do yeah yeah, I mean they're, they're yeah. also
3: making like Oscar movies. I think they're just becoming the same thing as the rest of the industry. Oh god,
0: yeah, great, good, good. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, <laughs> um, so. Ro- Roma so, yeah, wait, is coming soon, guys. We mentioned yeah. we mentioned Netflix specifically this season. Was that the first time? Yeah, they did.
2: Um, um I think so.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, wait did we also, mention it where yeah there's
0: one there's one i, f- I forget the line they yeah, said because yeah, because did. what time is it right now is meant to be a parody of Netflix. right one time is it now is also a netflix parody. we also i think but specifically they, they said literally
2: netflix. said netflix yeah
0: huh. so that was interesting um and uh, yeah but well, what time is it right now pivoted pivoted away from from content will that be an omen for netflix we'll see um yeah so they went back to just uh, telling time so i also like at the end uh, we go to uh the parking parking ticket website again or uh god forbid tnt um <laughs> like also just really really criticizing traditional tv as well okay anyway yeah overlandmated.com for all of our stuff including dragon prince coverage as well also on netflix this weekend um yep that's it thanks for listening guys and we will see you next time bye
2: Bye. Adios. bye